Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Josh Stern. Hey, Josh, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me, Ben. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Josh Stern is the Chief Revenue Officer at Vatica Health, which is a company that accelerates the transition to value-based care. Keep that phrase in mind because we'll be talking about what value-based care is and what's behind that. The transition to value-based care by providing innovative technology and services at the point of care that measurably improves the payer and provider financial performance, drives quality of care outcomes, and enhances overall population health. We'll be getting into more detail on what Josh and the crew are up to at Vatica Health. But before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Josh, and your career today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I guess I'll go all the way back. At undergrad, I studied at Hofstra. I played baseball there. I think that's relevant for me in the audience in the sense of I believe it's probably the biggest and most applicable transferable skill I've found to drive success within kind of corporate America. I think it's taught me to really understand that people are driven by multiple different variables, not necessarily the ones that I think they should be driven by, which mm -hmm. has helped me be empathetic from a leader perspective. So what position did you play? I, I played shortstop, but oh, I'm wow. a far cry, far cry from those days. I, I <laughs> huff and puff going down the stairs, uh, you know, each morning now. So <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it, it feels like centuries ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my first stop from a work standpoint, I did a brief stint in investment banking. This was the time around the great recession. And, you know, my dad was a treating physician and internist um, in the Montefiore system. My mom is and still was and still is an intensive care nurse and now the Greenwich Yale New Haven system. Mm -hmm. And healthcare was just always in my blood and interesting to me. So I actually moved and pivoted from investment banking over to a healthcare company called HMS. Um, we worked with insurers. We did a lot of population health, member engagement, cost containment. And two years ago, I came over to Vatica Health. And awesome. you, you gave a very yeah, good so, elevator line and description of that. Yeah. Tell, well, tell me more about uh, what's behind the value-based care movement and, and really what you guys are doing in the space. Yeah, so the frame up, I think value-based care has become this buzzword that nobody really understands and is defined a lot of different ways. So let me try and simplify it. Um, healthcare spend in our country is now inching towards 20% of GDP. It's not sustainable. Um, we're one of the few for-profit healthcare um, economies in the world, and we're spending $4 trillion a year. So how do you solve that? The typical healthcare system was known as fee-for-service. So Health insurers pay for the number of services a doctor or provider renders, right? Mm -hmm. So you do five services, you get paid a contracted rate for those services, regardless of outcome, quality, or what have you. Value-based care is simply the transition of 
I am going to pay providers based on the quality and clinical outcomes they drive based on rendering the right services at the right time for the right population. So that, that, that's the simple yeah, definition. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it, anything that can add greater efficiency to, to the process is really needed. And obviously, as, as we focus on a world which is kind of, I guess, puts healthcare right now at the center of our lives because of the pandemic, it seems very, very topical. Um, but, you know, if you put what, what you're working on into that broader context, clearly, if we're spending so much money as a kind of a percentage of uh, GDP, you know, how are we going to get from point A to point B here? How, what, are the, what are the steps and what are you guys doing? Yeah, great question. So I, I think there is no single point answer to that, right? It's yeah. multivariable. I think it's technology. It's a mind shift as a society to be more proactive about our health, which we're seeing, you know, I, I think in some of the generations coming up now, eating healthier, sleep monitoring apps, you know, patient remote monitoring, things like that. Um, as it relates to us um, in Vatica Health, what are we doing within the space? Yeah. Um, simply put, right, to shift to value-based care, not every patient or person has the same cost or, um, you know, the same complexity of conditions, right? Somebody that's 75 and having, you know, multiple acute events or chronic conditions like diabetes or diabetes with specialty is going to take more money to care for properly than say somebody in their mid thirties that's working out every day and has no history of chronic conditions. So how do you document and assess the right money and funding for each individual person? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do at the highest level through uh, clinician workforce, documentation, coding, accuracy, and specificity, we basically help determine the appropriate funding based on the conditions one exhibits. Okay. Well, I mean, as we said before, it's critically needed to get more efficient in this process. And, and certainly there's not been a moment in our lifetimes uh, where, it, you know, we're all thinking about healthcare because of the pandemic. And I guess I'd just be curious to get a clearer read on how the pandemic has impacted you guys at Vatica Health, um, maybe offered challenges, maybe also offered opportunities. Yeah, I mean, to zoom out, I, I think what you've had is kind of these significant accelerator tailwinds, which, you know, the pandemic has made people within the healthcare e ecosystem realize there a change needs to happen. It needs to happen quicker than it was previously happening. And that's everything mm -hmm. from CMS and governing and regulatory um, government bodies kind of opening up and creating flexibility around regulations to health plan insurers to health systems. So I think that's a big tailwind for all of us as patients and consumers of healthcare. Um, at the same time, you've had the rub and the friction that, you know, it's created significant burnout, stress, long hours for the people actually tasked with treating. Yeah, the practitioners. Yeah, treating yeah. us, the practitioners, right? So it's how do you create this balance, right? And balance is always a hard thing to strike in anybody's life. Um, but how do you create a balance where, you know, this shift and disruption at the same time is keeping those most important at the forefront and engaging them to make sure they're at the table and part of this major shift? 
Yeah, completely makes sense. I mean, when you look out at the landscape, where are you seeing real wins, things that excite you and show promise? Yeah, I think um, things like interoperability, access to data, you know, you'll, you'll hear a lot about data within healthcare, right? Kind of the um, the walls that exist, and originally for good reasons, right, to protect people's PHI, but how do you give doctors or multi-specialties or multiple systems views into one's history so they can best and most comprehensively and accurately care for one? Mm-hmm. So I think some exciting technologies and, you know, regulations being revisited around how do you drop the walls there, still being highly protective of PHI, you know, within that larger umbrella, but opening it up so people can really have access to one's member health profile. So, you know, technology companies always help disrupt. I believe healthcare is one of the last horizons in terms of industry disruptors like we've been pretty dinosaurish right in the sense of that and i think a lot of that is like yeah i mean i mean keeping information private i guess that you know that is clearly at the back of probably why sometimes data collection and data entry is so challenging i understand that that's always a tricky one um but man I think I filled out the same uh, page of questions <laughs> maybe over 200, 300 times whenever I visited the doctor. And, you, you, you know, in the back of my digital brain, I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing, right? Like it, we consume so much of the healthcare system as consumers, but our expectations as patients are not necessarily the same as if you went on like a website and you're like, hey, I want to buy this sweater from this brand at this price, right? Like if you think about that, there's no, there's little limited cost transparency, limited view into quality of the person rendering the services, at least from a normal patient expectation standpoint, which is very different. And I think that goes back to some of the mind shift I was mentioning earlier of we as a society need to demand and expect more from us, you know, engaging with healthcare. Yeah, completely. Well, Josh, I mean, as you look forward, you know, if we'd been doing this conversation a couple of weeks ago, I would have probably had a highly optimistic perspective that next year was going to be uh, you know, pandemic free, and we would start to be pushing forward to real world. I, I don't know if that's going to be the case with this new strain, but um, no matter what, as Vatican Health makes its plans for next year, what are your hopes and what are the areas that you guys are going to be really focused on? Yeah, I think the way we see the world, right, and again, preface, I'm not a scientist, clinician, you know, don't, yeah. don't work for the CDC, but I, I think we view this as something that we'll just always have to adapt to and consider living with and keep our pulse on the news and look at the data and make sure that, you know, first and foremost, our people are supported and, you know, protected based on what those things are telling us. And then, you know, close behind that and secondarily, like, what does that mean in terms of business and how do we support stakeholders, you know, health plan insurers and, providers or clinicians navigate through that? How can we be part of the solution, um, you know, based on the reality of the world? So we're still highly optimistic. Um, Obviously, we have to continue to keep our pulse on these things and strategically pivot and adjust and make sure that, you know, we're listening and hearing and adapting. But 
highly optimistic, not only from a Vatican health standpoint, but just overall world and healthcare disruption standpoint. Well, it's definitely needed, and the work that you guys are doing at Vatica Health is right at the right at the crosshairs of all of the key topics. Josh, it's been great to talk to you about what you guys are working on at Vatica Health. If somebody wanted to reach out to you and and learn more about what you're working on, uh, where should they reach you? Yeah, VaticaHealth.com. I mean, we have a bunch of content, um, white papers, and LinkedIn. Um, you know, I, I think LinkedIn's a big vertical where people engage with companies now. You could obviously go there. Um, but yeah, would love to talk to you. That's great. Well, uh, we've been speaking with Josh Stern. He's the Chief Revenue Officer at Vatica Health. And Vatica Health finds itself really at the, at the center of all of this, this healthcare change. Um, they're a company that accelerates the transition to value-based care by providing innovative technology and services at the point of care that measurably improves payer and provider financial performance, drives quality of care outcomes, and enhances overall population health. Um, it's been great to talk to you, Josh, and hear more about what you guys are working on right now. And all I can say is uh, I'm excited to see it all come to bear. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. yeah. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. It's great to have you on the show. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.